by Taylor. So I hear Blaine's not here. Ugh, fucking sucks, man. God damn it, Blaine. Last second cancellation. What? Our time is not important, Blaine. <laughs> uh, I guess we're not important enough of his life. We were the OG oh. bays. Remember that, Blaine. OG baby all day. All right. <laughs> so, look, Blaine had an emergency, so it's just me and Tay kicking it, uh, keeping the dream alive as, as it would be today. So uh, on today's podcast, we're going to be talking... Firstly, I'm Matt Mikey. Um, I'm the intro host for today. And I'm today going to be joined by Tay Nixter. Tay, what's going on? What is up, Mikey? How was PAX Oz, though? We hadn't talked about it before uh, like uh, we started recording. How, how was it? Did you like it? Believe me, you're going to hear about it later on. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> saving the best for last, I guess. <laughs> All right, so on today's Gamer Nation podcast, the show where we record fortnightly, because Fortnite is the in thing, apparently, uh, we're going to be talking about uh, Fallout 76, because uh, there's a little beta coming out soon. Uh, obviously, the big news this week has been the release of Red Dead Redemption 2, so uh, we've both been putting some time, I believe, into this game, so we'll have plenty to talk about with that. Uh, also, sticking on Rockstar... Um, there's been some issues raised uh, with the working conditions, so we're going to chime in on that. Uh, PlayStation 4 exclusive has been delayed. All that and just us talking a lot of shit here on the Game of Nation podcast. Tay, have you got a witty thing to lead us in? Uh, I did, but then I forgot what it was. <laughs> I forgot what it was. I guess Story it about stream. <laughs> me constantly forgetting shit am i right Blaine. oh that's it Blaine. make sure you put in that intro <laughs> ladies and gentlemen this is the main event Today they uploaded a video of the Pumpkin Hill the like theme from Sonic Adventure Two and just looped it for ten hours straight. <laughs> I listened to it for like two and a half hours before I got out of bed this morning. I was like, okay, I'm actually what gonna get up. What is and fucking wrong bed. with you? <laughs> I I don't I don't know I don't know why I don't even like Sonic Adventure Two like that. It just kind of happens. <laughs> okay, so. For that, you've got to listen to the Jimmy Barnes, yeah, one for at least an hour and a half. Have you watched the loop of, like, Sonic eating a chili dog for, like, I think it was, like, 30 minutes? <laughs> or maybe it was, like, two hours. I forget, but I watched the entirety of the loop, and the loop was way too fucking long to even be watching it that Ugh. long. My God. People just have 
way too much time on their hands to be doing stuff like that. I, I, like doing those loops, surely there's got to be some automated thing because to edit yeah, it that yourself. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like you. <laughs> so um, it's, an, it's another fortnight. Um, as we said, Blaine's not here. He had an emergency to get to uh, at the final hour. So we hope everything works out well for him today. But Taylor, what has been going on in your fortnight of gaming this week? Well, not well, this week, this fortnight. <laughs> just overall. Okay, so <laughs> I think I, I don't remember last time we talked. I think oh, last time uh, last time I was pacing for platinum and slide two on the Vita. Happy to say, if you haven't already followed me on social media, I did receive the platinum for slide two. I beat the game. I hundred percent the game, which you don't have to do to get the platinum. But I just wanted to do it because I beat the game so many fucking times that I was like, okay, I should just hundred percent the game. Uh, I'm currently right now. Uh, I am working on a platinum for slide three, which is probably the easiest platinum to get out of the the like the trilogy. I'm not even talking about slide four, uh, but if we're just talking about like the first three games. Well, there's nothing wrong with Sly 4. I'm just speaking, like, of the Sucker Punch trilogy. Uh, The third one is probably the easiest to get the Platinum. Uh, But you do, Mm -hmm. like, to some degree, but, like, it's still gonna, like, just, uh, but there's still some things you have to do, like the, like, you've played Sly 3, right? Mikey? Have you played Slide no. Three? No. What? <laughs> no, you haven't played Slide Three? All right. Well, it's for, well, the game I'm a itself Xbox is. Guy. Okay. Well, the game it's you have a Vita. Yeah. Well, go buy it. I'm pretty go sure. Buy the... I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure I've got it to be honest. And you should. Then why the fuck are you not playing it? <laughs> Look. To be fair, I did um, take my Vita with me. To PAX, normally yeah. it's taking in the um, the Switch. 3DS. Yes. <laughs> no, Switch, Switch wouldn't last that long. Uh, normally it's taking it's in the 3DS to get to get all the pass people thing. But yeah. This year I was just, uh, I think that those days are gone. I didn't see many uh, 3DSs around. So I thought, you know, if I'm going to play something, I'm going to play something on the Vita. So I took yeah. that with me. Um, Fair enough. We'll get into that later on. Fair enough. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, so I'm like 64% done Sly 3, and I will be getting Platinum very soon in that. Uh, And I've just been like... I've just been playing a bunch of shit. Like, there's like a game I'm playing for every system I own, so... Uh, but now that you mentioned the 3DS, I have not cracked open that puppy in a while. I should probably give some love to that this week. (laughs) Like I think what Luigi's Mansion just came out on that that would be fucking yeah the um the like the the 3ds remake yeah it recently came out um it did uh speaking of did you hear about the Nintendo Switch thing about how they're gonna like add like the Labo I think into like schools or something Ugh, yeah I got the pre- <laughs> I got the press release for that and it looks fucking awesome. Like, that's fucking cool. I mean, hey, listen, I'm a very hands-on person when it comes to, like, learning. Because it's, like, one of those things where it's, like, if I physically yeah. see it, like, it's easier for me to, listen to, to like, actually implement it edu- from an educational purpose than just hmm. listening to it. So, I thought it was cool. But that's that's the thing with schools, isn't it? Like, schooling is very um, sort of read and write. Oh, there's a word for it. Because um, I used to do training at my work and I used to say it a lot. Um, <laughs> But, but at school, there's not really a lot of that sort of hands-on 
learning. Like people just learn at such a different way these days. Yes, uh, they do. Some people can retain that information just by reading and writing, whereas some people need to actually do it and get yeah. physical uh, with the whole thing. It. So <laughs> yeah. I, I think that's good. And what what a cooler way to do that at school than to say, well, Mum, I need a Nintendo Switch for school because of Education. <laughs> because knowledge. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> knowledge. <laughs> because of the knowledge. Knowledge. I want my knowledge. So, so it's just been sly for you the last fortnight? Uh, well, well, that and Red Dead 2, uh, Soul Calibur 6. Um, yep. And I have been trying to, I've been trying to play my Xbox, but like, there's not a whole lot of stuff that's like worthy of the Xbox getting some attention. So like, whatever. Whatever. uh, Listen, listen, if you looked at my library of games that I have, like if we're speaking just solely exclusives, hold on, wait, I actually have to count for a second. Give me a second here. Uh, Cause I'm like, look, I'm trying to like count how many exclusives I have for the Xbox. Like, like first, oh, third party exclusives. We well, we're not. I'm not. Ta- I'm like, I think I'm. I'm pretty sure I have more multi-platform games in my library than I do, like exclusives. And you know me, I'm a very <laughs> critical person. You've read my reviews. Like, come on, you know I'm very. I'm a hard person to please with a game when it comes to a game. I think that's just women in general. But hey, that's a different topic. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I gave Forza. I gave Forza Motorsport Seven a, a nine out of ten last year. Why? It was a good Why? game. The fuck you mean? It's a good game. Racing I've always games shouldn't get more than an eight. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Uh, I've never been a fan of the motorsport series. The Horizon series was something different. I think, like, if I was to oh. review, like, well, if I reviewed. Um, Horizon 4, I probably would have gave it an 8 or a 7.5 because uh, well, first off, have you do you have a Horizon 4? Like, the menu on that thing is so fucking hard to navigate. Yeah, like, I feel like I it's... need a fucking degree in engineering to understand that shit. Ridiculous. Well, you just need a map. <laughs> well, that too. Well, that too. Um, but I, I always thought that, Her- and please correct me if I'm wrong, this has always just been a theory of mine. I always had a theory yeah. that Horizon series was always more catered to casual racing fans whereas the motorsport series was more for like racing like nuts like people who love yeah. the racing genre and like with seven so like when i was asked to review seven i was like motorsport seven i was like huh i was like this is this is interesting like this is because it's like racing game like i'll play racing games they're not my fate i wouldn't call myself an expert by any stretch of the imagination hmm. but i do know a good amount that like i could be competent to review one so when I went into seven, I'm thinking like, oh my god, this is going to be a whole lot of like fucking grease monkey dream shit. Like I'm not going to understand a whole lot. <laughs> so like I felt like I was so scared to review it, but the review came out really well, and I actually liked it. And I actually, I'm pretty sure I did mention him because it was it was one of my favorite games of last year too. But I did disclose Shoot. in the review that I've always I, that I was like you know I always felt that like motorsport was always for like racing genre nuts. But seven was very comforting for casual like racing game fanatics such as myself, and I felt it was very appealing to casual gamers. Whereas, yeah. and I, I played five, and five, I still don't know what the fuck I'm doing in five. So I was like, yeah. So that's why. That's all. I mean, 
uh, like the motorsport like, suit's it's not bad. It's just like it's they're two totally separate things. That's all. Yeah, it's safe to say that um, your motorsport series is uh, sort of appealing to your uh, GT fans on the PlayStation and and just your your car collectors and everything. Whereas yeah. Horizon is sort of catered to your Need for Speed. Yeah, it's like fans. a pick up and yeah, exactly, like a pick up and play sort of thing. Um, I personally, I think I I might get some shit for this, but I still think Horizon Three is better than Four. Um, look, I, I think I, the setting I, was better, and and the menu yeah. was a lot easier to navigate through. Because three was in Australia, so the Australian outback. Sad, but, I couldn't. Like I, I I put in a lot of time in Forza Horizon Two on the okay. three hundred and sixty. I really enjoyed that. I I because to me that's when they they sort of just started becoming really good at it. Um, yeah. And I really enjoyed that one, uh, opposed to sort of motorsport because I I did used to buy the motorsport games and I didn't really I I enjoyed it, but yeah, it was just probably a bit too hardcore for me. Whereas when the Horizon mm-hmm. series came out, I was like, oh, this is good. It's got music. It's got it's got upbeat music. It's got stations and everything. Um, I maybe put maybe ten hours into three and only put in maybe about an hour or so into four, but that's because that those games you can, as you said, it's a pick up and play. Like you don't have to commit yourself wholly to those kind of games. You can exactly. just jump back in and you and just pick it up. Thing. Yeah, exactly. Which I think, uh, well, I mean, it it really depends on like the genre and stuff like that. But I think generally speaking, all games should be like that in some capacity. But of course, like not every genre is going to be like that. Like for instance, an RPG, like, you know, if there's like, especially ones with like a really good story. Like if you don't pick it up for like quite some time, you come back Mm. and pick it up from your save file. You're wondering what the fuck just happened (laughs) or what the fuck's going on. Like, (laughs) so I mean, I was was looking at kingdom come deliverance the other day. I was like, Oh, I wouldn't mind sort of getting back into that and streaming it maybe sort of thing. But then I was like, look, Red Dead's coming out soon, so it's going to totally negate it. But yeah. I was thinking, I'm going to have to start that game again because fuck, where where it was that I left the last time, I, I would have no idea. I I vaguely remember I to steal something <laughs> off of somebody, but I don't know how to steal it off of them. Because you like, need to refresh right. your to tutorials. A, <laughs> I, had to get a, I had to get a keg of wine uh, for some rich bitch. Some rich bitch? <laughs> <laughs> this yeah. rich bitch needs one. Oh, some rich. I need to get off some rich bitch. <laughs> she was very proper and prim. So, yeah, that was how I affectionately referred to her. <laughs> Love it. But, um, yeah, so it's it's been a pretty full-on couple of weeks for games. Uh, I myself, I've been playing uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I think I'm like 34 hours into that. Jesus. Barely touched the single player. Yeah. It's Wait, you've just been exploring bad. the world? Like, what? Really? Uh, the Jesus. Assassin's Creed games now, it's, yeah, it's just like, I don't know where I'm fucking going. I'm I'm playing it, and I'm like, okay, I don't want to do that story mission because there are all these side missions. And sort of when I finish the side mission, I'll open up the, the, the quest line, and I'll be like, okay, well, which one's the closest one? I'm just like, okay, I'll go there. So I set the waypoint and I'm like, okay, well, there's this question. There's like six question marks along the way. I'm like, okay, I'll I'll go by that one, that one, that one, that one. And it's on the way. 
But then it's like, okay, well, I finished that one. Then, oh, just a bit to the left of the path. It's only 100 or 200 metres away. I'll go to that one as well. The next thing you know, you've got nothing done. I'm not so saying you're wrong. I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. And uh, what else? Uh, so I like you. I got, uh, I well, I finally got. Uh, Soul Calibur 6. Uh, there was a bit of a delivery problem. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the whole little kerfuffle about that. Yeah. Whew. That was really weird. I, I had Australia Post telling me one thing. I had Amazon telling me the other. But And I called up um, our postal service and they're just like, oh, you need to get in contact with them. I said, but you've got it. It says here that you've got it. Um, I don't <laughs> it think they actually your ass it, has it. Think, yeah. I think yeah. Amazon fucked up. Um, they fucked up. But that was... <laughs> But they were cool about it. They, I called them up. I said, look, it hasn't been delivered. Um, your site's saying one thing. Australia Post is saying the other. And they're like, no, nah, that's all right. Um, we'll cancel the order and we'll um, refund you and we'll send it out express post straight away. So I'm like, okay, cool. So yeah. that made, that's that's sort of what tipped me over the edge that, yeah, you guys fucked up. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> you fucked it up. Who does that? <laughs> Who does you didn't that? send you, you gave in too easy <laughs> to, to my uh, accusations. But uh, I'm actually very pre- pleasantly surprised with the the creator player story mode in that one. Are you? I don't know if you've put in that much time into it. I have not. I've been too busy playing as Geralt. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, not sorry. So, but that game has so much bang for its buck. It's oh, no, got, it does. Um, one of the best. Ba- two single it's... players. Yeah. Um, yeah, the single player, player. yeah, it's great. Um, would you say it is better than, wait, have you played Fighters, um, yet? Which one? Dragon Ball Fighters. Have you played I haven't done, oh, no, no. Okay, well, well, I I mean, the only reason I'm asking is because, like, I was like, is it, is Soul Calibur 6 probably the best fighting game this year? Who knows? I, I think it is because, like, I mean, I have been playing, like, Soul Calibur since, like, it came out on the Dreamcast, so, like, I've been able to Mm. witness the evolution of this franchise, and I I just, I I looked back at it, and I was like, I I would, and I was just comparing it from, like, five to six, I'm like, holy fuck, like, (laughs) there's, like, such a, it's so sporadically different and it has evolved in such a positive way and like the new like just kind of like um kind of like counter-attack mechanic and shit like that like that's fuck it's fucking awesome like i love it like literally it's like like if that doesn't like sell you on buying the game i really don't know what will because it's like i don't know like it's so fast paced and it's fucking great and uh it feels so complete even though it just came out. But, like, you know how some yeah. fighting games, like, they don't feel completely complete because then there's, like, DLC. Oh, and 2B is Fighter. coming, too. Like, <laughs> yeah, Street Fighter Five. But, but 2B got announced as a guest yeah. character. And I lost my fucking, like, I got the announcement, like, from it. I, was, I lost my fucking shit when I heard that. I said, what? And I was like, yes. <laughs> also, Loki. Just- <laughs> yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I, I just hate with all these DLC characters on all these games these days where they'll put in a returning character that just wasn't put in the main roster at the start, which yeah. probably should have been there in the start. Absolutely. I I'm just, just like, <laughs> like Mortal Kombat, fucking hell, and bloody Injustice. Like I love, they're probably 
my favorite fighting games probably behind DOA. Yeah. Um, but I just hate how they they just lazily put in like Sub Zero or something as a guest character. I'm just like, come on, guys, come on. <laughs> uh, also, I I can't wait to like abuse the fuck out of the character customization system because I'm already looking at like subreddits for like Soul Calibur, and some people are making some crazy fucking characters like fucking Bojack Horseman, Ronald McDonald, yeah. <laughs> Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I can't wait to go online and play as fucking Shrek and Soul Calibur 6. Um, somebody made Kratos and holy fuck, it looked really good. And I was like, Ooh. like he looks like he did like in his um, like not not from the reboot, more so like the um, the PS2, PS3 era. Like, yeah. it, it looks really fucking. It, it's like pretty fucking spot on. And what guy made Vegeta? And I was like, what? <laughs> like, there's so many like good ones. I can't wait. It's someone recreated Siri, and I was like, yes. And yeah, Thanos, <laughs> fucking Thanos! I'm I'm gonna send you the the, the subreddit. <laughs> the the subreddit even, is fucking great. <laughs> even that wrestling one that you, I think you posted over on Facebook the other day with yes. all the superheroes and everything. That was mm-hmm. that was pretty freaking hectic. <laughs> that was really good. Oh, someone made handsome Squidward. Oh my god, it's so Calvert. <laughs> You gotta look at the subreddit when you when you um when we're done. Like it's so fucking beautiful. Oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm crying right now. It's so funny. Oh, no, don't cry. No, I'm crying of laughter. <laughs> <laughs> like sometimes I really hate the internet. But I also don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <sighs> like I could, I could go, I could talk about this. We could go, like, record this podcast for two hours just talking about the fucking character creation system in Soul Calibur Six. But, but we're not going to do that. We are not going to do that. But I'm just saying, like, if if we had the opportunity, we could do it. <laughs> we, should. we could. We could, and we should. We should. But there's so much juicy shit that came on that went down this week that it should not be left unsaid. So... Nah, that's So, let's talk about the the game of the year, I'd probably say. Uh, (laughs) Oh, that's a bold statement. We've both been playing it. Red Dead Redemption 2. Yeehaw. Very very upset that Blaine's not here to talk about this because I did see that he actually picked it up and... Yes, he was ready to go, and he was really fucking pumped about it too. Um, first things <laughs> first, that install size is crazy. Okay, yeah, there's actually a meme about it too. So, <laughs> did you see that? I, I shared it on Facebook. I don't know if you saw it, but it was. <laughs> it was like it was like PS4 uh, users uninstalling everything to make room for Red Dead Redemption Two, and then it's like a picture yeah, of. I saw that. Hey, I have nothing left. Except Spider Man. Nothing but Spider Man. <laughs> I, like, <laughs> I was like, literally, I can't tell you how many of my friends have been saying that. And I'm like, well, jokes on you, motherfuckers, because I have a four terabyte in my PS4. <laughs> yeah. Because some of them still have a I've 500 a, gigs. I'm like, oh, sorry to hear that. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I first thing I did when I got my PlayStation 4 and that. 
I ran out of that one gig space that they gave us. I was like, <laughs> okay, I'm going to go get a two terabyte one. Because apparently the two terabyte was the only one that you could install at that point. That, that was back then, yeah, the yeah. USB. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then when I got the PS4 Pro, I'm like, fuck, I need to take it out. I need to put it back in. And I was like, shouldn't this just be a simple swap? <laughs> nah. <laughs> it had to format, had to reinstall everything, and that took enough time. But um, so you got it on the PlayStation 4, did you, Taylor? I did get it on the PlayStation 4. Mm-hmm. I yeah. was able to manage um, to acquire a copy. The install on that. Ah, uh, like the file size? Um, let me check. I think it was about the same as the Xbox One, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, Xbox One was 86. Uh, I know because I installed it twice. Wait, twice? Oh, why did you install it? Well, I, I installed it on my Pro. Oh, sorry, not my Pro, my X. Um, and then I was like, okay, when I am when I stream the game, because I've been having some problems um, streaming from my Xbox to my PC uh, through the Xbox app, um, I was like, okay, I'll play it on the on my base model uh, oh. in my games room. Yeah, because I'm checking through my emails and- from my PR guy from Rockstar because I'm pretty sure he told me. Uh, what it was, but go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, it was 86 on the Xbox. Um, and then there was like a three or four gig patch day one patch. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. and I still haven't had a chance to actually play it on the, the base. Cause I'm, yeah. I'm actually quite interested to see how it looks on that compared to what it does on the X. Obviously there's going to be a lot of differences in that, but well, yeah, uh, I um, did play Odyssey and there's yeah. big disparity. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, I mean, I will say this, like, playing it on a standard PS4, it looks, like, just like Detroit Become Human, it looks fucking amazing. But, if you have it on the Pro, you're gonna get some extra, like, visual porn. (laughs) Yeah, and better load times, hopefully. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, the load times are still kind of a bitch, regardless of what version you're, like, which system you're running it on, but, like... Uh, and, and, but it's a big it's just, fucking game so really like is. well everybody's yeah. complaining about the loading screens and listen i ain't gonna lie them loading screens are a bitch but when you think about how big the, this, that fucking file size is like it's like it's 99 gigs on the ps4 however if you bought the digital version that you have to add on an additional 50 gigabytes on top of that plus the day one what? patch yeah it's like Pretty much. Why? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, both versions, regard both digital versions, regardless of like the. Just imagine what it would be like when they ported it over to PC, though. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> That's that bitch about to be two hundred gigs. <laughs> That's not. <Jesus. laughs> oh my god! Like, okay, but I didn't think of that. yeah. And then think of, and then think of Fallout Four or Fallout seventy six, which is sixty gigs file size. That that's the size of the file they announced. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but still, like, uh, like uh, that's just fucking wild. Like, <laughs> but have have you been enjoying your time? No, I have. Oh no, as, no, no, as I, I have. Um, it's yeah. <laughs> like. Everybody's been asking me about it, like, all the time. They're like, oh, Taylor, do you like it? And then I'm like, yeah, I fucking love it. And it's like, I, I, I can't even exp- – where do I begin to explain about Red Dead? Okay, so people – first off, I need to get this – well, I need to get this – we just we need to address the elephant in the room when it, when it comes to Red Dead Redemption 2. Uh, the controls. They are shit. <laughs> 
They're kind of shitty. I ain't gonna lie. They're they're kind of fucking bad. <laughs> but 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 aside from the shitty controls, and honestly though, I almost like if I was to review the game, I probably would have almost knocked it down a score because, like, in my personal opinion, and you know that this is really significant when I say this, I would give it a ten out of ten if I was reviewing the game. Ten out of ten. It's a really, it's a, it's a damn near perfect game. Yeah, the loading screens are a bit of a bitch. The controls are kind of fucking awkward. But then again, all fucking Rockstar games have shitty controls. So you can't say one game has shitty controls when most of them pretty are similar. I mean, because, like, I don't know. And the shooting in the game still feels fucking awkward. Just like Grand, it's like, it feels like fucking Grand Theft Auto 4 awkward. (laughs) Ooh, but that's a that's a harsh blow. I love, but hey, <laughs> let, Grand Theft Auto Four was one of my favorite is one of my favorite games of all time. So, but I'm being brutally honest here. We both know I'm a very brutally honest. They person. still need to put that game on the Switch. If they can put <laughs> La Noir on a Switch. They can put GTA Four on a Switch. I'm not saying you're wrong. It's just like <laughs> I'm not saying you're wrong. But imagine the file size of that bitch for the Switch. Like, that shit is going to be fucking huge. Well, they get, they're making uh, bigger cart sizes. No, they are. But I, I coming mean, out next year or something. No, I know, I know. It's just like I'm just internally screaming, like, like ugh, it's it's fucking big. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, but you, you know what it had like, and I guess I'll get to this. I'll get to it in a second. But just circling back to Grand Theft Auto, or no, to Red Dead Redemption Two, the world itself. Because this is and this is why I overlooked the controls and the learn, loading screens because the game is way too fucking realistic. It is the mm. poster child of immersion right now. The world is just fucking. It's it, it, kind of like how like everybody was like fucking mind blown by Assassin's Creed Odyssey and how half of the time, like literally about two weeks into the, like the game or whatever, they're not even fucking doing the story. They're just too busy exploring the world. That's how it is yeah. with me with Red Dead Redemption <clears throat> too, and like. Um, and I it just like the first like five hours of the game, I didn't even play the actual like story. Um, but I will say the story is really good. But mm. just the 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 world, like the whole the entire world, is fucking mind blowing. There is so much shit to explore. There's like all the wildlife that roams across the world. It's just like the just everything the sky and how the weather patterns they change it just it feels like a breath of fresh air like kind of like how everybody was like mind blown about how breath of the wild was like last year early last year or how when everybody was like fucking awestruck when grand theft auto 5 first came out that is literally how everybody is right now in this present day with Red Dead Redemption 2. Like, there is so much shit that's going on. Like, you can, there's always something that is going on with the NPCs that you, like, and this is, this is like something I hope that, that, like, and I know it probably will, but like, you know how, like, in Grand Theft Auto 5, there's, like, a bunch of NPCs, but a lot of them didn't really do a whole lot of shit. Like, some, occasionally you'll see something funny happening to one of them. Whereas with Red Dead Redemption <laughs> 2, everything's going on. Like, literally, I could, like, go horseback riding. I could just be lounging around. I could see some fucking man get his legs stuck in a bear trap. Or you see somebody just, like, you know, cutting down a tree. You're just, like, the NPCs are always doing something. They're not all just, like, fucking walking from, like, point A to point B or whatever the fuck they're going. Everybody is doing something. Yeah. It looks like I am playing Red Dead Online right now, and I'm not. It hasn't launched yet. But 
And that's what's like really amazing because it's like all the time that they had spent and like when people were kind of upset when they delayed the game, I was like, honestly, I'm glad they delayed the game because I was like, if if this is what it went into, bravo, because I felt complete, I felt completely immersed in the world and it's so much it's it, like i literally spent an hour just walking around people watching or i guess more specifically yeah. npc watching because everybody yes. was doing something different when i was looking around and it was like i it just and it, yeah it's, it's it's just it's such an atmospheric game it's it's almost like having a second life but you've You've got in the De- you've got in the DeLorean with Marty and Doc, and you've just gone back to the the Wild West. And this, I don't feel that I need to rush this game. No, and you I should can just walk around, and I can take it in, like the the city of Valentine. I'm not very well liked there because <laughs> <laughs> shit just happens. Um, that uh, I don't want to spoil anything, but a mission in there. Like just makes you yes. get in trouble there anyway. No, it does. So and off, I think off the side of the bat you're in trouble. Yeah, there. exactly. <laughs> just and to keep it short. <laughs> walking around and everybody's just like, uh, "You better not be causing any trouble around here anymore." And you're Mind like, your business. Walking around, but then you know what? I I went in the hotel. I had a bath. Mm-hmm. I, I believe it's a rub and tug that you can have in the bath. I don't know what's going on in there. <laughs> <laughs> and then I've just stayed the night. I'm walking down and I'm just going about my business. And this guy just bloody starts picking a fire with me. I'm like, dude, I'm trying to, I'm trying to be a better person. I'm sorry. I'm really sorry for what happened here. <laughs> and then he whips his gun out on me. I'm like, well, fuck this shit. And I have to blow his head off. And then I'm in trouble with him again. And that's going to cost me $80 bloody <laughs> bounty. Fuck. All this money that I'm making, I'm having to pay off on bounties because these pricks are walking around antagonizing me. Yeah. But it's just, it's it's so, and I mean this in a good way, in the nicest way possible, it's so disturbing how realistic this this game is and how it's, it's kind of disgusting how realistic it is, honestly, because it's like you forget that you're playing a fucking game 80% of the time. Mm, yes. And, and you know what? I'm okay with that because it's like – I don't know because it's like – I mean gaming is very expensive right now. So it's like when people are like wondering like, oh, what, what game should I buy? Is it really worth my $60? And sometimes the game – some game might be worth $60 but it might not truly – sixty dollars on a long term basis yeah, more absolutely. like in that time yeah. like yeah like in, in that given moment it will be worth sixty dollars like call of duty at that point in time the game will be worth sixty dollars but if you look at it like a year later a year from now it will not but 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 say sixty dollars to you might be sixty dollars that's different to me sort of thing it, it's, i mean the thing it's is though a lot of people's personal preference well yes as well I, I, yes I mean, and and I mean, and this is, I think I've told you this, why, why I wanted to, why I'm always so critical in my reviews and why I'm so, like, very conscious when I am writing a review about a game regardless. And, like, because uh, it's like, I, I know that gaming is expensive and I know that it, for me to get a game now, it's pretty fucking easy and I don't really have to worry about it. But there's a lot of people I do know that I'm friends with that are, that have a lot of 
difficulty trying to get like not necessarily get a game but it's like having to decide between one game or the other it's like i can buy one game now which one do i do so it's like when i think about it i'm like i really have to put myself in the shoes of some because i was at that point in my life where i had a hard time trying to get a bunch of games at one given time because so many great games were coming out that sometimes i could only choose between Mm. one so in that in and just like Thinking about it now, I, I'm going under this theory of just like, is this game worth $60 on a long-term basis? Not just like right now in its given moment. Because any game that's hyped up and then comes out and it's $60, of course it's going to be worth its $60 from a marketing standpoint because of how much it was marketed and how much hype it was built up on it. Mm. But it's a true achievement if that game is still worth $60 and it's current in like a year from now, but it's still worth every dollar, every cent of it, which I think Red Dead Redemption 2 will be worth it. I still think it is. I think it is worth every single penny of its purchase price, regardless if you yeah. get the ultimate edition, the special edition, or just if you just get the standard edition. There is so much content that is available. Just If we're just talking specifically of job, about the base game, it's worth it. Hmm. It's worth it to the highest degree. And I don't say that about, I really don't say that about a lot of games. And if we're, I know this is probably a bold statement and I, it's a bit unfair because I haven't played Fallout 76 yet because I am, because like the beta hasn't came out for PC yet. But I, I really, <laughs> I, I really don't think that any other game is going to be my game of the year. I think Red Dead Redemption 2 is going to be my game of the year. I don't think Fallout 76 will surpass that. I, I, I had an expectation of how Red Dead 2 would be, and Red Dead Redemption mm. 2 has exceeded by 200% of what my, what I was hoping for. And I am very, very happy to, like, to say that, and I am so proud that like fans were waiting for it for years. You and I both know that. And the payoff and the patience was so well worth it. That I I just I I just don't I would not be surprised if a major if eighty percent of the outlets this year make it their game of the year I will not be surprised if it's at least eighty percent although the, I but I could see it having some pretty good competition with God of War but I yeah, think from a I personal standpoint I think Red Dead Redemption Two still kind of like one ups God of War because of its world. Like, there's much more to do yeah, but, than there is in God of War, especially post game. That's all. But the the I guess the thing is also like because um, I, w- I was actually reading on a few sort of Facebook pages and everything, and a lot of people are actually returning it, what? saying no, not, not for me, not for me. And I'm just like, well, I, yeah, I I do get it because I mean, if, if you look back to all the original rock stars like GTA Three, Vice City, uh, San Andreas. You you ran everywhere. If there was a quick way of getting somewhere, you would take it in those games. Oh yeah. Um, whereas now it's just like I, d- I don't think there's really much of a quick a, a quick travel. I think it, I've been reading that that comes in a bit later in the game. But what it doesn't, what the game doesn't ex- actually explain to you is if you set a waypoint in that game and you change it into the cinematic camera, mm-hmm. it actually auto he auto rides there. And you just see it through that cinematic camera. I didn't know that. I, I heard about that this morning. And to me, that 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 will be cool at some stages of the game, where you just want to sit back and and everything. But 
because I, I guess I don't get used to the whole sort of, okay, you got to press the button, press the button, press the button, then hold it. And holding it for that long time is a long time. Yeah. And then when you, but then when you want to try and talk to sort of people just riding their horse along the way, it, I, I find it hard in, okay, well, I've got to slow down. Then I've got to talk to them. And some people, when you start riding next to them or in between them, you'll, you'll slow down to their pace automatically. And I don't yeah. know if that's because, okay, maybe this person has something different to say, to say your sort of vanilla conversations that you're going to have with somebody that just might not have anything. Yeah. But, but for me, just the slow pace of the game, um, I don't feel the need to run like in previous GTA games or, or anything to get from point A to point B. Like you can just gallop along, take in the scenes, mm-hmm. enjoy yourself. Yeah. Have some shit happen on the side of the road that that you've you've seen happen, like sucking out poison of a guy's <laughs> leg and whatnot. From what I've heard that, that pays off later on in the game. Um it happens to everybody. Um but yeah, like just the atmosphere. Like I, I think I went into one of the swamp areas at some point in the game for a stranger mission, and you could just feel the just the humidity in the air from the actual picture from the graphics that was there. You're like that looks humid as fuck. And yeah. The fact that you can buy clothes based on if it's hot, if it's cold, if it's normal, uh, because you lose health. Um, you've, you've got to build that relationship with your horse. You've got to be nice to it. I've gone through three horses at the moment, but I, I was eating, hearing on a lot of the reviews that people were like, I didn't feel compelled to um, sort of get other horses. Um, but then if you if you look at it and you study them and you're like, okay, well, that horse is a lot better than my horse and it's got the potential to be a better horse than mine. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to either steal it or I'm going to break it in. Uh, there's just so many options in the game. Like, I, But the only gripe that I get, and I don't know if this is going to change, I understand in the original Red Dead um, when you'd go to the saloons and stuff and you've got like all the all the madams and the hookers and stuff. Yeah. You, you don't want to sleep with them because John's married man and everything like that. Mm-hmm. I don't get it in this one that they're offering and there's only a decline option. I don't know <laughs> if that's a bug in the game or something. Um, but I want this to be as realistic and gritty as possible. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know. It's much of a dude thing. Oh, we're the hookers, man. But <laughs> that, that's what happened. That's what happened back then, wasn't it? It's just like, okay, you, you have a couple of drinks. Ah, let's get some company sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's why I'm a bit confused with what's going on in that bathhouse in the hotels. Because she, like, kisses you goodbye. And I'm like, oh, that's a bit weird. Hey, what okay, the fuck well, going on here? That's, if that's what happened. Yeah, <laughs> and I didn't do anything. But when I lifted up that right leg, you looked like you were going pretty deep. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, but yeah, Red Dead. I've taken the week off for it. I'm going to be playing it. Um, I wasn't. I would have been playing it now, but um, we, the, we, we kind of had like a podcast record or whatever. Yeah, I would be playing yeah. it now, but you know, we got this fucking podcast. <laughs> Dude, he, you Damn, know what they this say? Podcast. These fucking podcasts. <laughs> oh. <laughs> these podcasts. These fucking podcasts. New York voices. The New York voices make everything better. Exactly. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. I'm. I'm gonna lose. I'm gonna think that I'm in the Wild West by the end of this week, and I'm not gonna. I kind of want to buy a cowboy hat, and then I kind of want to buy a cowboy hat, and then stream it on Twitch so I can, and then wear the hat. (laughs) 
Yeah. I was I was actually um I think they were selling them at the EB games and I'm so spewing that I didn't get it. Oh it was, why? It, it wasn't a proper cowboy hat or anything like that, but it, it was enough. And I was sort of playing with the idea this year when I was going to PAX, and we'll get into that probably now, <laughs> of doing like a cowboy assassin cosplay, but yeah. I just didn't have anything. And thought oh, that will be a cool one because everybody cosplays as your, your normal Assassin's Creed and everything. Yeah. And I'm just like, Let, let's have some fun with it. Red Dead's out. But, <laughs> yeah, I didn't have the tools or anything. No, I, but, yeah. Fair enough. God damn it, Pax, you've made me mad. Alright, let's talk about it. Take a, let's take a step back, let's talk about what happened. <laughs> 43 minutes and 33 seconds. That's what we blame the editor later on. <laughs> I don't know if you've um, had the joy of being part of A strike last year. Always There's nothing tougher than Pax, I am fucking so over you. It's it. It was. I was there for five hours, mm-hmm. if that. Yeah. And I was done. I had the three day pass. Um, I walked around the main areas. Uh, so when you go, when you walk into Pax, you've got like your main stage areas where it's got like your Xbox, your PlayStation. Uh, your Nintendo section, then you've got all your indie sections, uh, then you've got all your sales stalls and everything like that. Yeah. Then as you go into the next room, it's all your tabletop gaming and everything. And I just walk around there and I'm just like, this is the same shit as it was the year before. (laughs) It really was. There was was an actual stand there that has been there for the last four years Selling the same T-shirts. Still selling Dragon Age Inquisition T-shirts. Woof. Dragon Age Inquisition. But why? Has not been relevant for so long. Um, Ubisoft finally had a store there, which I cleaned up on a couple of things. Mm -hmm. Um, So I bought two T-shirts for 25 bucks each, and they're actually selling the... UB collectible statues for $40, which is like half the price that they get sold everywhere else. So I got Aya <laughs> from Origins. Okay. And that was it. I was done. I was like... Fuck this. I I stood in the line for half an hour mm-hmm. for Resident Evil 2 because I was like, fuck yeah, I want to play this shit. I want to play Resident Evil 2. And I was standing there for half an hour and I've, I've got a bad knee. So standing in the same position for for a very long time does not is probably mm-hmm. not the best thing for me. Well yeah. And half an hour that line did not move. What? And I'm just like, you know what, fuck this. It's coming out in two months. I can wait. <sighs> and then there the, the, there was the days gone. They actually had days gone there, which I would have been mildly interested in. But again, it's just like it's coming out soon. All the games that they have in like the Microsoft areas, in the PlayStation areas, they're all games that are A, already out, or B, going to be out within a month or two. Yeah. Everything else was taken up by competitive gaming. Now, I'm not saying that, obviously, for myself, uh, PAX is shit, um, don't go, don't go, but 
I understand because I ran into a couple of uh, followers that I follow them. They follow me on Instagram and YouTube and Twitch and everything. Ran mm-hmm. to them. That was fantastic. Like the social element <laughs> of that place is amazing. Um, I managed to get the con cough if you haven't heard me coughing. But again, I was only there for four or five hours. And I had a three-day pass. I I just didn't want to go back. Like uh, they, they they send out the schedule for it um, of all the panels and everything. Yeah. Really, really nothing of interest, really nobody of interest other than like returning people. Like, yes, it would be kind of cool to go see um, like Twitch personalities and everything on there and YouTube personalities. But you know what? They're probably out on the floor and you're going to get more from sort of running into them. Well, yeah. Um, but the majority, the majority of things there, it was all competitive gaming, and that's just not what I want to do at a video game convention. No, I, you know, no, I know exactly what you mean because I saw this shit when I was in PAX East, and I saw this when I was at New York City Comic Con, and I thought it was so fucking st- well. Mostly, mostly, no, 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 I take that back. I saw it primarily at PAX East. I saw kids that were hmm. like at the Astro booth. And I mean, and I, I, you could play, there was a few games that they had available on the Astro booth. Like they had like Mario Kart 8 Deluxe and like things like that. Like they had a bunch of switches mm. and Xboxes and PlayStation 4s and that's fine. But what kind of like peed me off was the fact that you had a bunch of kids coming over to the Astro. Like, for example, I'm not saying Astro was the only one that was, that was the only thing that was going on. There were other booths where it was going on. I just, I just remember this was a prime. This is, I, this is the first thing that just popped up out of my head was that, I was at the Astro booth. I was talking to one of the PR people. I looked over and I saw uh, like literally 50 to 60% of the booths had people playing fucking Fortnite on them. And I'm like, why the fuck would you go all the way? Like, why would you spend all of your fucking money just so you could play fucking Fortnite at the goddamn conventions? Like, why the hell did you even bother coming? Like, yeah. you can play Fortnite at like, home. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> you can play it. Like, I don't understand. Like, I, I, get the, I, get the table, I get the tabletop area. Like, yeah. you can meet new people. You can meet new sort of gangs. And so you can meet up afterwards and everything like that. I get that aspect. I never used to because I was just like, fucking why are they spending so much room on this? Why are you coming and playing that here? Why are you spending money to come play? Yeah, it makes but no sense. When it comes to Fortnite and multiplayer games, I get that they're trying to sell their, their best new lineup of um parts and everything but it's all tournaments it's all giveaways i'm just watching it it's just league of legends fortnite PUBG, um the new call of duty game and i'm just like why would you do that i I get that it's a social thing that that's the best part of these conventions it's a social aspect it's running into the people that you follow it's running into the people Mm-hmm. That you, um, like I made a lot of great friends with them. Yeah, I made so many yeah. friends when I went to Pax East, and like we're all gonna hang out when we go to Pax East next year. And I'm so fucking excited because it's like, and that's what I think conventions should always be about. It shouldn't just apply to just press, like meeting new people and mm. meeting other people from competitive, like com- like competitor outlets. It's about like meeting people that share a like mind that are like minded that you have mm. a connection with, like. <laughs> Like I, every time I go to one of these conventions, I'm oh I always make at least one new friend, and like that's like the beauty of it. It's like that's what I think it should always conventions like that should always be about, as well as playing some fucking yeah. awesome games and maybe getting some, some cool swag out of it, like getting buying a fucking t shirt. Yeah, 
And then th- like people get social anxiety there. Like I myself sort of get that a bit. Yeah. Like if the like there was a there's a good friend of mine, um, Yili, just Yiliz. Uh, she's a cosplayer. Um, I've known her for a few years now. She was there um, as part of the Ubisoft because uh, she cosplayed as um, uh, the new Assassin's Creed game. Um, Oh fuck! I've even forgot her name now. That's what Red Dead Sun's. Rip. Cassandra. That's right, Cassandra. She was cosplaying as her, and I'm like standing there waiting uh, just to say hi to her because obviously she's got a lot of people coming up saying hi, yeah, wanting photos, mm-hmm. and I just feel like the biggest creep just standing there waiting. <laughs> and I just feel like who am, who am I to impede this person's time with well, yeah. somebody that I, I talk to on the regular and everything. Um, and e- even at the point where I was, I was sort of just sitting outside contemplating, do, do you want to go? Do you, are you prepared to waste all the money that you've just friggin' spent on these tickets and everything? And um, I saw a couple of other cosplayers that I met a couple of years ago and through meeting them, like I've, I've made great new friends from it and everything like they're all part of the, the official um, Assassin's Guild of Australia and that Ubisoft sort of recognised these guys always go all out each year and I, I met them when I cosplayed as Connor and I, I just, I can't be asked cosplaying, to be honest. I don't have the money, I don't have the resources, I don't have the skill um, and I know it's not a skill thing, like you could just go buy something from the local Halloween place and people would be, yeah, that's cool, man. And that, that's I mean, with cool some cosplay you there. could, but it's very low budget. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I, I spent about $300 on my one and sort of I'd lost a lot of weight before I did that. But then with all my knee problems over the years, I've put that weight back on. Now the mm-hmm. shit doesn't fit, which yeah. is annoying. It's yeah. so, fuck. But I, I, I play around with it and everything. But, yeah, I, I just – I don't I, – and I understand that PAX isn't just about the games. I really, truly do get that. But they need to bring some big names there. Like Pete Hines was there. Don't get me wrong. I was like, fuck, Pete Hines is going to be there. But he was only really there for one panel and probably the rest of the time he's out on the convention floor. Mm -hmm. Um, Honestly, not enough to keep me there. Um, On previous years, they had people like Major Nelson. Um, But the, the thing is they don't announce all this shit until you've already probably paid, bought and paid for your ticket. Yeah. And that's the annoying thing. Like that, they start pre-selling the tickets. Um, well, yeah, they they just rely on hype. Year. Well, yeah, they rely on hype yeah. and like previous success success from previous years to kind of sell itself. Which so, I'm not saying is I mean, really I know, smart, but you know, yeah. And the thing was, I I I think even on the podcast when I spoke about last year's, I was like, I'm not going back this year. Mm-hmm. I'm not going back. I'm not going back. But then um, here in Australia, we've got an EB Games Expo. Uh, that they do like that's another one and that's just specifically catered for games <coughs> excuse me You're and i was like okay maybe they're going to bring something new to the table maybe it will be really cool maybe they'll bring all those exclusives and everything from other companies all they friggin' did was have an eb game superstore there that was it a big store that was chockers the whole time <laughs> I'm just like, I did not spend money here to come and spend money in a shop. <laughs> I'm just like, and that's that's really what tipped me over. I was like, EB, you did nothing here. You 
you jumped on the pack's name and you were just like, yep. Uh, you fucked up. We're going to be doing this. We're going to be doing that. They, they named a couple of the rooms, the EB room, but that was it. So whilst I'm, whilst I'm not wanting to discourage people from going, because I think if you go for the first time, um, it, it's it's amazing. It's eye-opening. Um, the, the people that I ran into there, I'm like, this is your first time. And I said, look, I can understand the you can get overwhelmed and everything here. But I'm coming from somebody who's been spoiled in the first year of PAX that was here in Australia yeah. where you had Bioware there. You had a lot of big names there and a lot of new information that was coming out. And then they, it just seems like they've they've dropped it down. Like, Well, yeah, no. Yeah, no, what, I know what you mean. There's a PlayStation showcast that they advertised here. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so Guerrilla Games, Joel... Eschler was there, shares his studio perspective on a phenomenon that is cosplay. Like, fucking don't... Why are we talking about cosplay at a PlayStation showcase? And then yeah. they've got um, game designers and everything talking about VR, um, VR worlds. Like, I don't give a fuck about VR words, really. Come tell me about something new and exciting. Um, there was an Xbox one. There was a Nintendo one. And I was just like... And the rest of it was like, just um, like... Xena, Nintendo 64 fighting game tournament. Whilst I'm sure that would be cool, um, <laughs> they've been doing that for the last four years. Yeah. It's just like Pick, recycling. Counter-Strike Go. Does Pat yeah. Sauce recycle a, a lot of shit? I feel, I feel like, that's where I feel like I'm getting from, from what you're talking. I, I don't know. I feel like there's a lot yeah, of shit that's being recycled. Huh. But at the same time, they're just, uh, they're inviting back the same people every year. Who yeah. aren't doing anything new. And as I said, whilst if you're going there for the first time, I understand, yeah, oh, wow, look at that. Oh, I, I haven't been able to get that Dragon Age top. But then when you've been <laughs> seeing that Dragon Age top for fucking four years, it's just like, yeah, like, no, nah, that's all right, it man. Now, what the fuck wrong with you? <laughs> yeah. And that, that's why I was like, okay, the Ubisoft store, they had a Ubisoft store. I'm like, okay, let's have a look. How much are those T-shirts? $25. Fuck it. That's, that's good. Give me two. Um, just, just so I was here. And then it was like, okay, well, how much are the statues? And they're like, $40. I'm like, oh, I'm going to get in trouble, but hey, let's get it. Let's not walk away empty-handed here. But then, oh, I just, yeah, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> that makes sense. No, I understand. Because, I mean, we don't get, like, your E3 and everything down here. So I sort of cling on to that as something to get excited about. And it's just gone now. And I don't know what to do with my life. Yeah. I mean, no, I know what you mean. It's just, like, when with a convention that runs every single year, you have to make sure there's something new to keep because it's like at that point it's like they're not even really caring about returning guests they're more so worried about yes. getting new people to come which i think is poor choice of just implementation because it's like i think it's it's just poor retention at that point it's like you need to have hmm. a little bit of both there needs to be some common ground because it's like i okay i get that that you want to attract new people to come in so you can increase the population because that looks good for numbers wise that looks good sales wise And it looks good for, you know, like trying to get more, like to, you know, maybe open up more spots for more passes in the future. But it doesn't hold a lot of merit if you can't retain a lot of those people from previous, like, you know, from previous, you know, uh, 
visits. That's all. Um, yeah. So I feel it's just like it's all about like they're not putting enough attention on trying to make it common a common ground for both sides of the spectrum. Hmm. But I'll tell you what. If well, I do, do you go do back surveys? next year, well, do you do those surveys at the end of? Um... Yes. Oh, do you? Okay. Yeah. I'll say you should do a survey do for every day. I did a survey for every day. Wait, they did it for- I, did, I did the survey for the Friday. I said, stayed for a couple of hours and left. It's the same stuff. You guys need to change this. <laughs> and then they kept sending it to me because obviously I had a three-day pass. And I was just like, I didn't go I'm going to be doing what you guys are doing, telling you the same shit. Um, but if I do go next year, I'm just not going to buy a pass because it's a big convention center. You can walk down the halls without a ticket. Uh, you can walk outside without a ticket, so you can actually run into people. You can be social with people out there. I just don't have to go into that main room where there's a lot of things, and I can't go into the panels, which I didn't do this year anyway. So I think that's what I'm going to do. Okay. Because a lot of the cosplayers that do go there don't actually buy tickets. <laughs> they they just get because they can just stand in the middle area and um, get photos taken with people. There's photographers there. They don't have to, so. Yeah. Why should I? Unless next year they obviously invoice, invite the Gamer Nation there um, for a few things, but, you know, time will tell. But I will not be paying next year. I will not be paying, <laughs> sir. <laughs> Jesus. All right. So that went a bit longer than I thought it was going to. No, it's, um, hey, listen, when you're passionate about something that really pees you off, it's you, you can't help but oh. have it a little bit. Yeah. I understand. So, um, sitting with Red Dead, still Red Dead. We'll we'll call this the Red (laughs) Dead. Circling back to Red Dead. Red Dead podcast. Um, October 24th, which was five days ago, um, reported across many uh, gaming websites, um, a new report has slammed Rockstar's work conditions whilst creating Red Dead Redemption 2. Um, Kotaku has today published an in-depth report on the working conditions of Rockstar games spanning their eight studios, including the Australian arm across Red Dead Redemption 2, as well as uh, Grand Theft Auto V, LA Noir, uh, and the original Red Dead Redemption. Um, it came out publishing, they spoke to 90 current and former Rockstar employees, as well as uh, their head of publishing. The entire report is insanely in deep. Um, and most employees felt that they had to work 70 to 80 hours of work a week out of fear. <laughs> out of fear. And they even went to say that they felt like they wouldn't receive their bonus or be cut from the studio altogether if they didn't work these um, extravagant work hours. I just want to say working 70 to 80 hour weeks, that's that's terrible. Like, if that's what's happening, like that's a long fucking week. But... At the same time, a lot of these jobs aren't full-time. Yeah. They're like contractors, things like that. Contractors. So if you're working on that, I don't think you're working out of fear. I think you're working because you want to get that bonus and you want to make sure that they reach those deadlines. Hmm. Um, some people, For some people, fear is a great motivator. For others, it just incites rebellion, One said one employee. Um, others also say that they hadn't faced these kind of issues and only experienced regular 40 to 50 hour weeks. Um, yeah. Like if, if that's happening, but 
to be honest, you see this in a lot of like collectors edition where they they'll show videos of the creating and stuff like that. They're on a lot of deadlines. I remember the first one that I saw. I think it was for Halo Two, Halo Two or Halo Three, mm-hmm. and they were just like, "Deadlines are coming up. Deadlines are coming up. We got to get this done. We got to get this done." And like they they were like, "We we need to get it done," sort of thing. They didn't say anything about bonuses or anything. I think they were just like, "Well, shit, the release date is coming. We need to get it out." We need to get this video ready for E3 or whatever. And look, as I said, 80 hours a week is a fucking long week. Don't get me wrong. Um, But people do work that. Um, I'm not saying that these people are bad in uh, saying what they're saying, but I just think that it it is a very common practice and not working in the video games industry. Mm -hmm. uh, Obviously, we don't know what it's like. Uh, but I, I, I think it was um, Alana Pierce put out a YouTube video the other day about this and sort of just saying the same thing. It's like, if this is happening, that sucks. But this isn't the first time we hear about it in the games industry because there's a lot of deadlines. There's a lot of money getting thrown around. Um, it's not like the movies where there's only like friggin' five weeks of filming or whatever. <coughs> Excuse me, con cough. Um, but... The same thing happened with L.A. Noir, and now that that game oh. was made here in Australia. Yeah, by Team Bondi. Yeah, Team Bondi, but close. Bondi. Whatever. Right. I forgive you, Americans. I don't, I don't fucking care. <laughs> I hear so many ways of the, how they they pronunciate the name that I'm kind of like, well, they're not even fucking around anymore. So, <laughs> so whatever. It's whatever. So L.A. Noir was made here in Australia. It Team was. Bondi. Mm-hmm. I, it was a big thing back then. It was like, wow, they're, they're making a Rockstar game out here. It was just published. Um, but what what came as a surprise to many people um, when L.A. Noir came out is that that company shut down. They did. You had people. You had people complaining about these hours. And now I said to um, Alana, I said on her YouTube video, I said this shit wouldn't fly in Australia, and that's why I think that we don't have as many games being or game companies wanting to make games in Australia because we've got a lot of big rights and everything like that. Well, yeah. Um, or, or we've got unions. We've got people to um, stand up for us. But I don't think that that's as prevalent uh, there in the States, is it? Like with um, unions for game, gaming industry? Um, yes and no. <laughs> Otherwise, uh, I don't think that this should fly, to be honest. Like, well, no. 80 hour week is a lot. I mean, with crunch time, I mean, because, like, every, I mean, there's always going to be a crunch time with, like, every, like, major game that's, like, coming out, things like that. But, I mean, it just, it's so hard to explain because it's like, listen, I, I just, ugh, it's just such, like, talking about stuff like that can be such a sensitive topic to anybody, regardless mm. of circumstantial, like, yeah, oh, absolutely. Like yeah. But, I mean, the way I see it, it's like, I, I don't think people should be witch hunting Rockstar games, because there's a lot of other AAA companies that are doing that shit. The only reason you don't hear about it is because they're, nobody's really talking about it. So, all I'm saying is, is, like, you can't get mad at rockstar or even its parent company about these working conditions when we all know that more than likely it is going on in with other major triple a studios that's all hmm. 
Yeah. And the only reason yeah. why a lot of those other ones are not getting witch hunted is because nobody has publicly spoken about it. Like the, because well, isn't that how, that's pretty, that's, uh, yeah, that's how it started with Rockstar. It was like, what, a former employee that worked for, did she work for Team Bondi? Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I, I don't remember. But she had like made this Twitter thread about it. I'm like, okay, all right. The, and like she was mentioning about the cake thing and like shit like that i'm like okay that's sad i, I get that i'm not gonna say it didn't happen to her because i wasn't fucking there but i'm just saying with like exactly. a lot of this shit if this was happening so long ago i just don't know why she's bringing this up now this was years ago this mm. was like what seven years ago it, it, why are you just now saying probably something longer, now well yeah, yeah probably and I, I listen i'm not going to say i'm on one side or the other i'm trying to keep a neutral ground on this but at the same time like if, you, if you know this shit was happening all the at least seven years ago you knew this was happening and now all of a sudden you want to bring it up why because red dead 2 is about to come out and a lot of people have been hyping it up and they know it's gonna be very profitable and lucrative for the business I mean, I don't see where what you're gaining from this, other than you're hmm. possibly tainting a company. Uh, that's all I'm saying. And I mean, everybody yeah. who works in the industry, we all know that being a game designer in this industry is not easy, and they're kind of they're kind of under they're underappreciated. That's a fact. But at the same time, like we cannot like people shouldn't be shitting on Rockstar Games, and then turning around buying their game, because first off, that makes you look like a fucking idiot. And then turn around and say, hmm. oh, they're fucking terrible. But uh, <laughs> do you know how, how this shit goes on all the time? What, what employer is them? I'm yeah. just saying this shit goes on all the time in this industry. Everybody knows it. These developers are being almost under borderline underpaid, overworked, understaffed, and hmm. people are bitching about Rockstar doing this shit when we know what's going on in other places. I mean, it, I'm but not guess, saying like I'm not saying like every single developer is doing it, but come on, you got to admit it's going on in other developers. And if you're gonna just sit there and ostracize Rockstar, but not sit there and be like, well, maybe we should be advocating for just everybody that could be going through this shit. That just makes you look like a fucking yeah. idiot. And that's what I was gonna say. Like, I, I I understand that these people really need to speak up. To but it was so fucking long ago. Why are you now saying something? Oh, you're, Where was you're, the sorry, outrage during like Gamer Game? The LA Noir one. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that, but um, it also said another major takeaway was the fact that employees feared leaving mid-project due to Rockstar's policy that if you don't stay to the end of the game's development, your name won't even be recorded in the credits. Um, they've also got a side note there. It's an interesting one that Rockstar today published uh, a list of every global employee that uh, played a part in the game. This extends beyond developers. Um, yeah, look, it, it's terrible, but I, it, this kind of pressure isn't just sort of isolated to the video games industry. It's it's isolated. It's it's companies in general, to be well, honest. Yeah, it's any form of media, honestly. But I, I work in finance. Um, we used to get a pretty hefty bonus if we got so many... Um, referrals or money bought into sort of our company. We had people working back doing overtime so that they could get that bonus. And that that was their choice at the end of the day. We didn't have to because you know what? If we don't get the bonus, you know what? Our company doesn't have to pay it. We And, and we're not talking about a couple of hundred dollars here. We're talking in the 
tens of thousands of dollars a bonus. But if you don't think you're going to get it, ah, forget about it. But if you if you really want to work for it, then yeah, you, sometimes you've got to put in the time. It's like primary school. Like if you don't have enough time to do work, that's that schoolwork. Guess what? You got homework. Well, yeah. No complains about that. I mean. I mean, yes. I mean, everybody wants to say, oh, it's like borderline abuse and things like that. And like, listen, I'm not saying that shit like that is brutal. I've never experienced it, but I can, I've just been here. I don't think it's right either. I don't think it's right either, but I've, uh, but some, but everybody knows that thing. I mean, but this is what the industry is like, because, well, first off, it's just hypocritical when people bitch about it, because first off, if they didn't do those crunch times and the game got delayed, then people were going to bitch about how the game got delayed. So it's like yeah. gamers. I, I'm not saying everybody is like this. I'm speaking from a major, like as a as a just a generalization. You cannot please yeah, the, the gaming industry, like the gaming community. You cannot. Nah. You can never please them. You can never please them because it's like if if you if you delay the game, they bitch about that game got delayed. If you if you release the game and then somebody. From who used to work for you speaks out about all the shit that's going that happened and what is probably could still yeah. be happening. Then people get mad, and I'm like, listen, I was yeah. like, would you rather? I mean, because like if the, if the game, game gets well, yeah, if the game gets delayed, that's more money they're spending. I mean, how many times has a game got delayed because there was so many times they had to push back because they didn't hit their deadlines or because they couldn't do hmm. X, Y, and Z, and so many games got canceled because it like like Rainbow Six Patriots, just for yeah. example. Like, I mean. I'm, I'm not saying it's bad. It's terrible. I get that. But at the and same then, time, and this then is if the game I, gets released, yeah, if the game gets released and it's not finished, or there's all these bugs and stuff because they haven't had the time to finish it, like Colonial Marines, or uh, they get, they get uh, yeah, or the, the worst one was Kotor Two. Well, that and, and what about uh, that two. one Assassin's Creed game too? What was it? Uh, what was it? Uh, which one was it? Unity. Uh, like yeah exactly then the damage control that 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 ubisoft had to do for that game like if you bought a season pass um they they were giving you like two free games or something like that well yeah they they just don't pluck that money out of the fucking trees no they don't like i mean the gaming industry it's a game like the industry overall like working in the industry working for a developer or a publisher it's, it's 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 sales and we're at a point hmm. now that if a game does not hit their goals, they will kill off that series. Why do you think F-Zero doesn't exist anymore? Because GX didn't meet yeah. the goals sales-wise for Nintendo. So <laughs> so now all, the only time we get sub-reference of F-Zero is Captain Falcon and fucking Smash Brothers with his goddamn knee of justice. And <laughs> so I, I and there's so many like why do you think so many games don't ex- aren't really around anymore because of that? It's a it's a sales it's a sales game. That's all it really is. Yep. So it's like sometimes I'm not saying like I don't I'm not I don't want to say I'm supporting it or sympathizing with it, but sometimes they have to do what they have to do to make sure the game comes out because people yeah. like jobs are on the line, a lot of money's on the line. Investors will pull out if they don't. If they aren't happy, like there's so many things and strings that are being pulled for a game to just come out. It's I'm not saying it's ridiculous, but it's a lot of fucking stress. And sometimes it just has to be done yeah. to get the game out. It sucks, you've got but that's how it is. You've got stakeholders. Yeah, yeah. You, you've got all these people to please. Um, it was it was like a, a meme I saw the other day. It was like um, success is a lot like pregnancy. Everybody's happy <laughs> for you. 
but but nobody knows how many times you got fucked to get there. I'm not saying you're wrong, but that's a good analogy. <laughs> yeah, and and look, yeah, the, there's just so many factors that, um, and look, obviously people have feelings um, that they they feel like it was they were treated a different way. I'm not saying that they're not entitled to those feelings. Everybody's entitled to their own feelings, but if you know what the you know what the industry is like that you work in, you know what's going to be expected of you. You know that there's deadlines to hit. And you know, if you don't hit that deadline, that's potentially going to cost that company a lot of money. Yeah. Get out of the industry. Work at a supermarket to stack shelves. I'm sure that's good money. <laughs> it is here in Australia anyway. You'd work a night shift. You you start at a certain time. Eight hours later, you go home. You're happy. But I understand that people have got all these artistic things that they want to do. Make your own company. Work your own hours. But... Understand if you're going to work for a big company, if you want to get your foot in the door, there are sacrifices that need to be made. Yeah, you've got to put up with. Yeah, yeah, there are sacrifices that will have to be made, and I know it's sad to say it like that, but that is how the industry Mm. works. And any person with common sense who knows how the logistics of how this industry is run will will get that. Which is why you never really see me complaining about shit like that because I know that that's. That's it's a almost a norm to an extent, and I don't want to say that because it sounds really sad, but that's how it is. I mean, hmm. sometimes and, you have to I do mean, what needs got, to be done. You've got your big, yeah, you've got your big head ofs, um, Phil Spencer, mm-hmm. um, just just sort of coming to mind. Like their jobs never end. No, I understand they get paid the big bucks, but oh yeah, when do they log out? I don't think they do. If they're on, if they're actually playing games, like you, you've got all these people following you because you want to stay the face of the company. Um, and, sorry, PlayStation is that still Shuhei? No. Um, that I am not sure. I'll have to check that for you. But like their jobs never end. They're, no. they're constantly out there. They're constantly they're addressing the face fans. Of it. Yeah, they're problems. the ambassadors. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, they get paid the big bucks, but there's a there's a cost to be the boss. As there Snoop is. Dogg once said. Yeah, <laughs> good person to quote from. <laughs> love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> it, was, it was. I think it was the name of one of his album. I paid the paid the cost to be the boss, or something like that. Some shit like that. But um, like that. we'll we'll just briefly touch on this one because uh, it's another delay. Um, Days Gone has been delayed uh, as of October nineteen. Uh, Sony announced that Days Gone has been delayed from its original February 22nd release date and now release on April 26th. Ooh, two days before Here's my birthday. <laughs> oh, happy birthday, Taylor. Um, we want to <laughs> share a change in the release date for this highly anticipated title from Ben's studio. We recently decided to move the release of Days Gone from the crowded February, and yes, it is bloody crowded there. Uh, time frame to April, uh, while the studio is eager to see Days Gone. See, now this makes sense because it is so crowded in that area, in that February 22nd. I, Oof, I, yeah. No, it, no, it was. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we've got Anthem, Crackdown, Metro, um, all releasing I on that hope, day. I just hope Anthem does okay because, like, I don't know. Like, yeah. we both can agree that Bioware is in some pretty thin ice. They're walking on some mighty thin ice. And but this is where I think that they're going to 
get back in there. I mean, hey, listen, people can say what they want about Andromeda. I think Andromeda, there was nothing wrong with that game. And if people want to bitch about the facial animations, then I really hope that they didn't play any or praise any other Bioware games because those animations were on par with Andromeda. So I don't know. I think the people that bitched about it but also liked other previous Bioware games, they're fucking hypocrites. Because like you see it, sister. I mean, hey, listen, you can't you can't bitch about about how the animations in Andromeda were ass when all oh, when, when Bioware has a track history of doing that shit. But yet people praise mm. games like the Mass Effect trilogy and they praise Dragon Age. Like, listen, listen, you it just makes you a fucking idiot. It really does because it's like, were you not paying attention before or? Or what? I don't, I don't know. Or and plus, they set those expectations way too fucking high for the game. So I was like, people, people just uh, their own personal <laughs> hype train is what is what ruins the game. Ruins. So I was like, you yeah. know what? People who hate Andromeda but loved Bio that love Bioware, they can go fuck themselves because they're idiots for bitching about it for no reason at all. Oh. And and it just seems that Bioware is the biggest bunch of them, to be honest. Like they're fans. Like uh, I get I get El Pasión. Uh, for the games that they bring out. I really do. And there's a lot of deep lore and a lot of dedicated fans there for Bioware. But yeah. you've got to look at what the game is for what it is exactly. at the end of the day. Um, that that five minutes that that character was actually in the game apparently ruined the whole game. Well, yeah. She, wasn't, she <sighs> wasn't there for more than an hour. I would, yeah. Worst case scenario, an yeah. hour in like... Yeah. Yeah, a, I know. A 50-hour game. <laughs> exactly. I, I, I don't like where Bioware is going with their open world, what they did with Inquisition and Andromeda. I think that it's very much like the mold of a lot of games these days. Like as I was talking about Assassin's Creed, um, there's just so much shit on that map to do that it takes you away from the story. But I understand why they do it at, at the end of the day. It keeps people engaged in playing it but you've got to do it right you really yes, do you do it's like but I, I i loved mass effect andromeda i didn't think that there was anything wrong with there was the game no, there was nothing was wrong with the game i got exactly what i wanted i wanted a yeah. a new take on the on the universe that strayed away from the trilogy and started a new kind of like just like a new way we could just experience this this universe because it's untapped it's untapped in my opinion hmm like the the one thing that I really thought was misleading about, and it's how I really wanted it, the the launch title. Oh, sorry, not the launch title, the launch trailer, where it was like humans are this, humans are that, and it's like uh, they they played that song. I'm in the human after all. I really wanted it to be a human story, mm-hmm. and then I think what they could have done was they if they'd really just stuck to it being about the human race going there to populate and everything. Yes, obviously there's going to be other alien races. Well, yeah, but. DLC, the next Andromeda game or something, they could have been like the Turians or they could have been the Asari and and really played off played off of that. Well, yeah. It's just, I, I mean, I think it's had a few hiccups, but when people say it was a major disappointment, I just feel that it's extremely unfair to the game. Cool. And yeah. a very Pretty unrealistic cool. expectation. <laughs> it's just an unrealistic expectation that you had and it was just I don't know. People killed people. People's own kind of like subject of disp- of of just imagination is what killed it, and that's really depressing because there's nothing wrong Absolutely. with it. There's nothing wrong with the damn game. Stop acting like there was. No. Also, while on yeah, the topic, 
<laughs> yeah. Well, also, while on the topic of delayed games, because you did mention Days Gone was delayed to uh, quarter two, uh, Team Sonic Racing also has been delayed. It is now going to launch on May 21st. Oh, no. What and while we're also talking about some <laughs> new some new juice of games, game-wise, uh, you saw the this juice. on Twitter. because Well, you saw me retweet this on Twitter. Uh, Capcom <laughs> is bringing Resident Evil, Resident Evil 0, and 4 to the Switch in 2019. Yeah. No release yeah. dates have been announced yet, but oh, yeah. it is coming. <laughs> Why the fuck was 5 not on there? I liked 5. I still like. There either, but, you know. Okay, we don't need to talk about six. <laughs> I think six was good. I just yeah. didn't like how it didn't tell the story in chronological order. It yeah. sort of said to you, "You play the way you want." Uh, I want to. I want them to bring out a patch and say, "Okay, this is how you play it. This is the chronological order. This is how you play it in order. Play it this way. Give you an option." Very much like they did with Beyond Two Souls, because that was. <laughs> That time skipped a lot around sort of telling its narrative. But well, then yeah. when it came out on the PlayStation 4, they said, okay, well, you can play it chronologically. That was, <laughs> I thought that was a really good option. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> Resident Evil on the go everywhere I go. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I wonder. No, it, of course it is. Why the fuck would I even ask that? I'm not even going to say it. Uh, I'm just excited to see how they implement, like, Motion controls with a Joy-Con. I'm excited for that. Um, well, they did. They did bring out Resident Evil Four and Zero and Four. You said Four the, twice. I'm pretty sure. Oh, Four, <laughs> One, and Zero. Sorry, my bad. No, you're they fine. did bring that on the on the Wii, so they do they have that sort of pedigree there. I'd they say. do, and Resident Evil Four on the Wii was such a fucking great port. It was. Um, it was amazing. It well, they was... do need to make sure that Resident Evil is on every console known to man. So, um, well, uh, <laughs> okay, okay. Well, let's be honest, because it's like I don't. Th- <laughs> I think Resident Evil Seven was is to thank for that, honestly, because Seven just kind of like brought new breath into the series. Yeah, I mean, technically, you could say it started back with. Uh, with um, re-releasing four, five, and six on eighth gen systems, but I was like, yeah. that was just a taste of something to come. So when I was like, and also I really hope I know that Resident Evil 2's remake is going to do well, but oh, what yeah. I want to see, I I really hope that it it allow this this enables Capcom to remake Resident Evil Three. They have to. They have to like if it if it launch if it's like if it does as as successful as I anticipate it will. I don't see why they shouldn't. I think that they should have just done it as part of the Resident Evil Two remake. I think because that plays the same time frame. Like I think it, it, the game the it starts with Resident Evil Two, then halfway through Resident Evil Two, Resident Evil Three happens. And well, then yeah. After that. Resident Evil 2 concludes it. Mm-hmm. So I, I wish that they'd just gone balls out and just done it. Okay, this is the Resident <laughs> Evil 2, 3 total package sort of thing. But you know how it is. Yeah, we know how it is. You know. You know. I know what's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I think um, for Blaine's editing, we'd better call it a day. Probably for his sanity, but we Coming should go. Coming up to- <laughs> 
<laughs> out of spite, we make it go four hours long. <laughs> oh, for sure. We always do. Um, but yeah, Taylor, where can we find you on the social media? Well, if you want to find me on the interwebs, <laughs> you can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat at Tay Nixter. That is T-A-Y-N-I-X-S-T-E-R. Mikey, where can they find you, boy? Um, well, you can find me in one of many places. Uh, <laughs> generally, it's Mad Mikey Gaming. That's on Instagram and Facebook. And Mad Mikey, uh, all of them with two E's and a Y. Uh, you'll find me at Mad Mikey on the Twitters, on Twitch, and I'm sure that there's one more. No, I just forgot left out the Mad Mikey gaming on YouTube. <laughs> I haven't YouTubed for a while. I haven't tubed to tube um, you for a bit. <laughs> but uh, obviously, uh, Gamer Nation Pod uh, is where you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Uh, so go check that out. Uh, we don't post that much on there, but we do obviously let you guys know when the new episodes are going to be out. Uh, things will be changing at the end of the next season, which is going to be the season finale next week. Oof. Next Oof. 36. Oof. <laughs> well. So we'd better make sure that we're all there. Yeah, Blaine. Um, He's being passive aggressive. I hope you noticed that. <laughs> so yeah we'll, we'll make sure that uh, the next episode uh, along with this will be great as always for you guys but thank you so much for listening Taylor do you have anything that you'd like to say to all the beautiful people out there yeah the fallout official cookbook is fucking awesome go buy it oh god okay with that goodbye guys have a good weekend and Blaine it's only two more episodes of this fucking song thank god <laughs> <laughs> It's been a long day without you, my friend And I'll tell you all about it when I see you again We've come a long way from where we began Oh, I'll tell you all about it when I see you again When I see you again All the planes we flew, good things we've been through That I'll be standing right here talking to you About another path I know we love to hit the road and laugh But something told me that it wouldn't last Had to switch up, look at things different See the bigger picture Those were the days, hard work forever pays Now I see you in a better place Uh, How can we not talk about family When family's all that we got Everything I would do, you were standing there by my side And now you gon' be with me for the last ride It's been a long day Without you, my friend And I'll tell you all about it When I see you again We've come a long way From where we began Oh, I'll tell you all about it When I see you again When I see you again Watch your way and the vibe is feeling strong and was small Turn to a friendship, a friendship turn to a bond And that bond will never be broken, the love will never get lost 
See? 